What's up, y'all? It's Drewski, and I've teamed up with Mountain Dew to produce a hilarious new basketball podcast called The Dew Zone with Drewski. Learn the backstories of your favorite ballers and celebrities like Jamal Murray. Did you have, like, a favorite team? Was it the Raptors at the time or no? Was the Raptors even started around that time? Come on, bro. I ain't that old, fam. <laughs> You're talking like I'm 50. Taylor Rooks, Asia Wilson, and many more. You won't want to miss this. Listen to The Do Zone with Drewski on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and wherever you listen to podcasts. What's good? What's up? It's your boy Ant Wright back with another episode of Michigan State of Mind. Thank you guys for listening in. And once again, thank you for last night, man. Last night was a blast. Uh, the game streaming on Mixer, uh, stream the Houston Baptist versus Michigan game. You guys were awesome. You guys were amazing. Uh, we were third worldwide on the stream last night. I mean, that is huge. That is huge. So guys get paid like seven figures, mid six figures, just, you know, just to be at that level. Um, You know, like guys like Ninja and guys like Shroud, it was reported that they were paid like eight figures to move from their other platform to join Mixer. And for me to be on the same stream as one of them, like the same screen, it was like Shroud, someone else, and then it was us. Uh, that was really, really dope, man. Even through a blowout. I mean, you guys held steady, hovered around 1,800, 2,100, just constant viewers. Even halftime, we were still around 17, 1,800. You guys are amazing for that, and thank you, and thank you, thank you, thank you. So I stream on Mixer um, every single game. Like, that's how I've watched every single game. That's how I've watched the, as you guys know, the Saginaw Valley game. That's how we watched the Creighton game. If there's any games that people want me to stream, I'll go ahead and do that. Just like the Michigan State game, um, when they played against Seton Hall, I wasn't going to stream it. But then uh, some of my followers from Canada said that they wanted to watch the game. But Canada doesn't... Um, operate with fs1 so i went ahead and did it for them so if if you guys have any suggestions on what you want me to stream i will very much do that um i've had a bunch of people say they want me to stream me watching um some 1980s nba basketball i probably i probably will at some point and that's gonna be a lot of fun um so houston baptist was not very good uh, Michigan did play a little bit loosey-goosey there towards the end, allowing, allowing them to score a little bit more than they uh, should. But, you know, guys do need to maintain and make sure that they don't get too bored when the task at hand, you know, is beating Houston Baptist, but the goal is to create good habits. So moving forward, when you are playing those teams who will really test you, you're going to be able to um, kind of reach back in your bag of those good habits and you're able to still get the job done. Uh, Houston Baptist had a guy named Jalen or Jalon Gates. I'm not sure how you pronounce his name. 
Uh, guy averages about 15 shots a game, average about 20 points a game. He had his first assist all year <laughs> against Michigan. Uh, that's that's crazy to me because that means that he has a high usage if he's taking 15 shots a game and averaging 20. That was his first game that he had one assist. Um, may have been an accident. I mean, if y'all have haven't seen the movie Juana Man, um, you know they're in there like hooping and all that stuff, and this dude's just not passing the ball whatsoever, and then he accidentally throws an assist and they finish it and they all love him for it. And then all of a sudden he kept, you know, dishing out assists. Sorry about the mini rant, but Juana man, if you haven't seen Juana man, check that out, please. Um, Yeah. Houston Baptist was not very, very good, man. We knew that going in, but they were even worse watching that game last night. They had six assists on 26 makes. That like that's just bad basketball. That means that you're not sharing, you're not moving, you're not cutting. Just really, really bad. Mystery shot had a really high clip though. Uh, kind of reminded me of the uh, of the uh, Creighton game where guys just could not miss. You know they were they shot about 55% from the field, 48% from three. Um, came out way better than than they did against Elon. Elon, I mean, it was 11-7. to 7. Michigan was down with 10 minutes left in the first half. Uh, I'm pretty sure that was a point of emphasis to actually come out and come out with the vigor and come out with some sort of tenacity just so you're not stuck in that in that uh, hole again. Um, side note, Elon actually gave North Carolina a good run for their money. Um, they started that game up like 20-9 or 20-11 at Carolina. So that's going to be interesting to see when uh, Battle for Atlantis comes up. So, yeah, back to Houston Baptist. <laughs> They're one of the worst defensive teams in the country. When I say like when, when I say one of the worst, I mean they are second from being dead last in points allowed. They are 352nd out of 353 teams. Just really, just really bad team. <laughs> really bad team. I I hope our guys got, you know, they, you know, were able to you know, hit some shots, gain their confidence and all that fun stuff. But outside of that, I mean, you kind of have to throw that game away because you have to understand who you were who you were playing. At that point, you're almost playing against yourself um, and just making sure that you're doing the right things. Because they got away with a few things that good teams won't let you get away with. But it was nice seeing uh, some guys hit some um, some nice marks. You had Isaiah Levers. He had a career high, 24 points. 90% from the field off of like he, – he only shot like 10 or 11 times. 80% from three. Um, he, he needs to shoot more. Uh, he, he needs just to shoot a lot more. Because he – if he's going to be playing the way he – the way he's been playing, um, ball needs to go through him a lot more because whenever he touches the ball, great things happen. Xavier Simpson, if he, I mean, Livers had a, had a nice game, but MVP of the game by far was Xavier Simpson. He had a really nice game. He he had 22 points, five rebounds, 14 dimes, 14 assists. It's nice to have 14 assists. Usually that means that when you pass the ball, your teammate made it. So that's always a plus. 
Uh, 80% from the field, 75% from three. Just an all-around really good game. I mean, just the way he's lining up his shot. And he's not floating. He's being consistent. The ball is just flowing off his fingertips real, real nice. It looks good. Doesn't look rushed. Uh, he's still getting to the cup the same way. He's finishing with his left, his right. Haven't seen the hook shot too much this year. Um or if at all, but he's been doing a really nice job. He's been doing a really nice job. Uh, still want him to take care of the ball better. I know they're playing a little bit faster, but um, should still take care of the ball a little bit better. Um, but overall, 22 and 14 and 5, uh, amazing job by him. Teske didn't really get a lot of touches last game, but he still impacted. He had 12 rebounds and four steals. Calston came off the bench. Um, Still needs to get a little bit faster with his uh, moves. He still takes a long, long time. The better teams will dig down and steal it or deflect it or knock the knock the ball away or give him a jump ball. He needs to go a little bit faster, but you know, he had 14 on on uh, on almost 86% shooting. The Julius is really starting to settle in, man. Um he's gonna be he's gonna be so needed and he's gonna win Michigan a big game at some point this year just by his just by his confidence and the bounce in his step. Uh, he had 10 off the bench, uh, four rebounds and two assists. And then people have asked me about, you know, what's going on with Franz and all this stuff. I always said about a couple weeks, who knows? I thought because of his shooting wrist that it's not going to be until like early December, but it sounds like he's going to be ready for the battle for Atlantis. Uh, that's what they were saying on BTN. So I hope that's true. If that's true, it's going to be interesting um, to see how the guys gel. I said this on the stream last night. I really hope that they don't play too nice with each other and they start to overpass. I want friends to acclimate with the guys who've been playing. I don't want the seven or eight guys who've been playing to acclimate to friends. Um, I think it's going to be much easier if they if they do their thing and then Fran slowly molds and gels and fits with what's been working so far. But he's going to help this team so much. He's such a good shooter. His size is going to help. Right now, I mean, they're playing at times. It's, you know, DeJulius, Simpson, and Brooks. That's six feet, six feet, six one, six feet, six one. You're not really going to see that lineup too much in Big Ten in Big Ten play. So getting friends and getting um, you know livers in spots where they're playing the uh, the uh, uh, three man uh, is going to be big for them. It's going to be huge. Now they have they have Iowa State next. Iowa State's three and one, and they're and they're going to be, be coming off of eight or nine days of rest. So that's going to be interesting. Iowa State, I believe I I haven't watched film on them yet, but I believe that's Steve Prom. I believe Steve Prom came from, um, believe he came from Murray State. I want to say. Prom came from a mid-major school who did really, really well, and he's been at Iowa State for about three or four years now. And he actually went into Iowa State with a very good 
with a very good roster, and he did a nice job. He actually kept a lot of their old sets from their old coach. At the time, it was Hoiberg. He kept a lot of their sets just to make sure that there was a smooth transition. So he didn't come in there trying to wreck everything and just change everything, which was which was pretty neat um, to see a guy kind of let go of his ego uh, for the betterment of the basketball team. So that should be interesting. I should have an episode out on that in about two or three days, uh, just to give kind of like an outlook of the, uh, just an outlook of the tournament itself. Michigan football wins 39 to 14. They started, they were down seven to zero. Um, and Michigan struck back right away. And from the time that Indiana drove, it looked kind of easy. And I'm just sitting here like, you know, I was kind of, you know, uh, like at this point, I mean, this game didn't really mean much. I know it means much to means a lot to the football team and the kids and all that to win this game, to win their was it their ninth game of the year. But, you know, the fan to me was like, I just want guys to just don't get targeting, don't get hurt, you know, just be okay for next week for the real game. And from the point that it was seven to zero, Michigan's been playing at such a high level. I don't think that that, like, I just don't think Indiana could have done anything to win this game. You know, Michigan finished off the game 39 to seven run. Um, Nico Collins breakout game. What an awesome game he had six catches for 165 yards, three touchdowns. And he got overthrown once or twice. So, I mean, mean, he could have had some crazy stats. Uh, And correct me if I'm wrong, but if you get like a pass interference, that doesn't count towards your catching stats. So, he had had a PI. So, really, I mean, if he's catching it in stride, I mean, he easily has over 200 yards, which is sick to even think about at Michigan. And uh, shout out to Shea, man, you know, first quarterback in Michigan history to throw back-to-back games with four or more touchdowns. He had five touchdowns, over 200 rating. I mean, Michigan's been historically conservative. So having that happen is awesome. Like, and it's also like, like really? First QB to throw back-to-back games with four or more touchdowns? Like, that's kind of absurd, to compare, last year, Dwayne, Dwayne Haskins did that twice. He did that twice. I believe he had a touchdown game, you know, four, then five, and then he had later on in the season, he had five and then six. So that kind of shows you, you know, how conservative Michigan has been. That is a quirky stat. That is a quirky stat. Someone should fact check that because they said it live. But that is a really quirky first QB in Michigan history to throw back-to-back games of four touchdowns. I mean, like it's just that's just twenty-eight points. No, you th- you know throwing for twenty-eight points in back-to-back games the first time in Michigan history. Michigan's been playing since like the dinosaurs, bro. That just shows you how conservative you know they've just you know that they've been, but. It also shows you, you know, how much Michigan is starting to really open up 
And, you know, Shea Patterson is answering the bell. A lot of, he had a lot of critics, bro. He had a lot of critics, a lot of critics. I had to talk down a lot of people who were screaming for McCaffrey. McCaffrey will get his chance. Milton might get his chance. But, you know, right now it's, it's Shea's ball and nobody else's. I just think Indiana was just outmatched at every position, man. Talent, just talent, just overwhelmed. Just overwhelmed. And you could tell Indiana was really good coached. Really, really nice coach team. Uh, but coaching and heart only take you so far, man. You know, playing at Oak Hill Academy in high school, you know, we played some teams that they they had the perfect scheme. They had the perfect game plan. They did the right things at the right time. But they still lose by 60. <laughs> Talent just overwhelms. Talent just overwhelms. And, you know, today you saw that. You saw an Indiana team who wanted to win. But they were just so overwhelmed, man, just talent-wise. And you already know what it is. It's the week. It's the week of the game. We got Ohio State is next on the 30th. I know what's on the line. You know what's on the line. It's We have nothing to lose. Ohio State has everything to lose. Why do I say that? It's because their fans, their fans are freaking crazy. These are the biggest lunatics I have ever came across in my entire life. Ohio State fans, I would say 75 to 80% of them would much rather lose, would much rather, no, no, they would much rather beat Michigan than lose to Michigan, win a Big Ten championship, and win a CFP. I've seen it a million times. They've told me that a million times. They've tweeted that to me a million times. And it is crazy. There are some more, you know, tame Ohio State fans who say, yeah, the Michigan game is huge, but it's not bigger than a Big Ten title or a national championship. But there's a really large contingent who truly, who truly believe that a Big Ten championship and a CFP means absolutely nothing if they don't win this game. Um. This the this is the first time really that I felt that I felt you know I'm 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 kind of an outsider in some regard. Yes, I graduated from there. Yes, I've lived in Michigan since I was you know whenever I moved on campus. Pretty much, I mean, I'm pretty much an outsider because I haven't been a fan as long as most of you guys. And I haven't really paid attention as much as most of you guys. But this is this is the first time in a really, really long time that Michigan has gone into this Ohio State game playing at this level. Like their trajectory right now is up and up and up. Especially 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 the hardball years. Like, I don't remember them improving so much. I mean, I know that they didn't start great, so there was really no way to go but up. 
but but at the same time, I am I have not seen a Michigan team look this focused and I'm not gonna say you no, know, they've been dominant, but they've been on a mission since the second half of that Penn State game. The last four games, the last four games, two of them being rivalry games, and an Indiana team who has one of its best seasons ever. Michigan is outscoring its opponents in the last four games, 166 to 45. 166 to 45. And when they and when they go up when they go up against Ohio State, it is going to be I'm interested in seeing you know, I don't want to see an intimidating group. I don't want to see a group like last year. I don't want to see a group like the year before that, or the year before that, or the year before that. Because I know I know Harbaugh had a really great plan in 2017 and unfortunately didn't have a quarterback to maintain it. At the same time, um, do I believe guys in that locker room thought that they would win that game? I don't really think so. This team, this team, there's really no excuse to not go into this game and think that you cannot win based off of your trajectory on how you've been playing. That's pretty much one. The offense has been doing very, very good. The defense has been doing very, very good. You see Ohio State playing a Penn State team, and it gets tight towards the end. Ohio State kind of, their butt cheeks got a little tight. And they were playing a little conservative. You know, they weren't playing the, I'm going to shove this ball down your throat. If Michigan is either up or it's a close game in the fourth quarter, Michigan has a big chance to win that game because when things got tight, Ohio State was they're looking kind of suspect in in the light, looking kind of funny in the light, just a, just a little bit. Their defense is still legit, their offense is still is still legit, but but it feels like they've been in a boxing rink a boxing ring from games one through 10 against somebody with no arms. I think the Penn State game, they played someone else who also has arms and a set of gloves too. Ohio State tried to bury Penn State, and Penn State, they had a backup quarterback. I mean, I'm not saying they're going to win the game, but... It's going to be, I'm looking forward to seeing what happens. I want to see the chest pumps. I want to see beating your chest. I want to see some nasty play, be a jerk. I want to see that same anger that was showed in the Michigan State game. Like, you are so pissed off and you hate your opponent so much that you don't even care about returning a pick six. You are going to stop returning while you're inbounds, and you're going to talk your stuff and flex on a dude that's laying out out of bounds. Like, that's the type of hate I need to see. That's the type of hate I need to see going into that game and during that game. I want them to have fun doing it, too. 
if they tuck their tail and act defeated early on, they're going to lose by 40 points. But if they throw punches back, you saw what happened when Penn State threw some punches back. You saw what happened. I know you. I know you saw the game. I know you were. You were. You were watching. Penn State was down twenty-one to zero. They scored fourteen points back to back. Ohio State started playing shook and conservative. And it's going to be real interesting. It's going to be real interesting if Ohio State gets punched in the throat first to see how they respond. Because now not they'll be panicking. Now the coaching staff is going to be panicking because they've never really been in that spot versus Michigan, really. Versus a good Michigan team. I can't wait. I can't wait. It's going to – I really want – I just want a great game. This is the one – this is a game against one of the best programs in the country, period. Top three, I would say, right now. Um, and, it's, and it's going to be – it's going to be a test. It's going to be a test if Harbaugh can get it done. Because if it doesn't happen this year, it's going to be a long time till it happens again. All right, y'all. I'm going to switch gears here a little bit. We have Tara Stafford on the line with us. Tara, what's up? How are you doing, Ann? I'm doing all right. I'm doing all right. Hanging in there. Um, can you can you tell the guests who like what your Twitter name is and your podcast? All right, so I'm at Tara Stafford on Twitter. I know a lot of your audience is probably Michigan fans, so you know you may have seen me in your timeline for an unfortunate reason, but hey, you know I'm here. <laughs> <laughs> nice. <laughs> you know, I might show up a few times. I might be blocked. Who knows? You know, whatever. Gotcha. Um, but I do have a podcast. It's Zero Dark Sparty. Okay. I co-host it with my good friend Jason, and uh, he's kind of the wet blanket to my kind of positivity. So we kind of balance each other out really well. Nice. <laughs> I've actually listened to your uh, stuff a, a couple times. I'll be really? yeah. I'll be driving and I'll go through through uh, Spotify. I'll pull it up and oh. listen for about 15, 20 minutes or so, and kind of then I got to go back to my Coldplay. So. <laughs> <laughs> hey, I'll take that though. Yeah. So um, I I just thought about this. Um, okay. I do want to give you a formal apology for myself. Okay. For um, totally like like it was in. I call it like an ant festation when. Oh, are you talking about the tournament that you totally took over and you rushed me? <laughs> Give me my L. I, I, am so, I am so sorry. You interfered with our election. I am so It's just collusion. I am so yeah, sorry. That was quite the collusion. I'm so sorry. I mean, you have quite a fan base, I have to say. You have a very loyal fan base. I don't. I don't call them fans. Like, you know, it's family, you know, we're all family. Right. They're fans. We're all family. We're family. But you just happen to have a very large family. Very large family. So I do apologize about that. The only reason why I I did that. Only reason why is because there was already a Michigan State tournament like two weeks prior. And that was totally fine. 
last right. season. Right. It was like, right, right. And then I saw another one that I'm like, yeah. and then um, your boy Gruff, your boy Gruff, yeah. holy moly, that video he put together, so, oh my yeah. gosh, how sick really was impressive. that? How sick was yeah. that? It was so sick that he said that he applied to some Michigan State like audiovisual job, graphics job, really? and I was like, "Yo, I vouch." How do we not hire him? Like, like that dude, that dude did such an incredible job. So that mm-hmm. made me feel even worse at the I end because I'm like, man, he put together a really good thing, um, super super dope. But you just had one a couple weeks ago, so I'm like, okay. We're gonna have Logan. I'm I'm like, we're gonna have Logan, and we're gonna have, um, gosh, who else was it? It was Logan and Isaac. Yeah, 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 it was. Me and Ross had no chance. Ross was going against Snow Eyes, and I was going against Logan. Oh man! And then like we didn't have a chance. (laughs) But like y'all were like killing it, and then I would post something, and then like the percentages would like flip. Completely. Yeah. <laughs> like with hours. It was hours. actually David Harn sent me a message. He was like, "This was before Aunt tweeted, and this is now." And I was like, "Great, <laughs> that's cool. <laughs> Love that for me." Oh my gosh! So that but was. But it, it was all fun and games. Like yeah. I obviously don't hold that against you. You're actually one of my favorite Michigan followers. I was telling you that earlier, but I told you not to let it get to your head. I. So. <laughs> I appreciate it. I appreciate it. Um, You're very level-headed, and you also taught me about the gather step. I think that's really important that people learn that. Yes, yes, it's huge. So, so like, now I feel like it's changed the whole way that I look at traveling. Yes. I'm like, it was a gather step. Exactly. Simpleton. Exactly. Learn basketball, geez. Basketball is a basic game, but there's so many little nuances in it. Mm-hmm. Um, so I try to, like, talk people through it as best as I can and there's those out there who are like boomers who are like, F you, that's a travel. I'm like, okay, I'm doing, I'm trying here. You know what I mean? I mean, you're doing the Lord's work out there. You're trying. <laughs> I'm trying. There's so. some people who can't be saved. <laughs> exactly. You can't save everyone, you know? You can't. You can't. Exactly. Okay. So, all right. So, MSU yeah. versus Rutgers. I know it's not like, yeah. I know it's it not a like game. a huge. It, it was, was a, a game. game they, yep. they played, right? Mm-hmm. They played. It was a game, yeah. Um, <laughs> let's let's just talk about how bad Ruck, Rutgers is. So, oh my God, nobody registered over sixty yards or rating. The QB didn't yeah. register over sixty. The running I mean, back I think didn't. The quarterback was their best player. Yeah, and he had what like fifty <laughs> some yards yeah. passing. Yeah, yeah. Jeez, it wasn't pretty. They were bad. I mean, it took them forever just to get a first down. They were so. They're so yeah, they, they're really, really bad. They need to. They need to go to like the athletic conf, conference or something. The American Athletic they just or something. Go. Can we bring in like Pitt or Cincinnati? They're like much better picks. I feel like for the Big Ten than Rutgers. Pitt makes so much like sense. Basketball. I mean, to be fair, Rutgers isn't as bad at basketball. Is that something going? But they're still bad. They're pretty brutal to watch in football. Oh my god. Yeah, they're so bad. I mean, like. And we're like terrible. Michigan State is not good. <laughs> And we and we we shut them out. So that says a lot. I feel like 27-0 and covered. I think it was like like a twenty-one point spread. We did cover the spread. I feel like that's important to mention. We did cover a twenty-one spread, which seemed. I mean, some I 
was even a little nervous going into this one, to be honest. Michigan State looks terrible. <laughs> you laugh, but I'm serious. But it's Rutgers. I was, like, a little nervous. I know, but I was like, we were, have not played well. We haven't won a game since Indiana, which was 100 years ago. What was that, September 28th or something? Was that like Yeah, se- and the September? crazy thing is I was watching the Michigan game with Indiana today. I go, how did we beat Indiana? Like, genuinely, I don't know how we won that game. You guys, your offense was unreal um, that game. Unreal. That's the story of Brian Lewerke, though. It's like he plays it's hot one or cold. amazing game and then, like, a bunch of really terrible games. Yeah, you're either hot or cold. And he's, he's the biggest enigma I've ever seen at the quarterback position. I don't understand him at all. He played okay today, you know, almost yeah, 240. Yeah, he was fine, but it's Rutgers. I mean, like, I, don't, <laughs> I can't get that excited. I mean, didn't Michigan win, like, 52 to nothing? It's hard for me to get any kind of excitement. <laughs> That's so bad. Uh, I'm trying to be positive over here. Know, You're just killing you it. I, I, I feel like I'm normally the positive person. So like, <laughs> <laughs> but Cody White looked good, right? Yeah, he, he had 11 catches, catch. 136. Yeah. Not and bad. And Elijah Collins is a good back. I mean, it's his third 100-plus rushing game. If yeah. You're trying to look at positives. And obviously Jalen Mayover got to play again. That's you're good. Re- you remember how much we need speed on this team because he's so fast. Now, this team is the slowest team ever. <laughs> now, I saw somewhere where Dobbs was playing. Is that true? Yes. He did play? Yeah. Why hasn't he played all year? Yeah. Honestly, I don't know. D'Antonio is really hesitant. Maybe he wanted to kind of like keep his red shirt. Uh, I'm not really sure what the deal was, but Dobbs was okay. I mean, he didn't. he did have a penalty. I think he had a hold, but he was all right. He's I mean, solid. it's, yeah. The offensive line has a lot of freshmen playing right now. More freshmen. Gotcha. Oof. Well, that at least gets them ready for the offseason next year. We need some year. experience, yeah. I mean, next year's going to be really tough. You graduate everybody. Not nice. And is Willikis gone after this year? Yep, he'll be gone. And, and one of the punishers? And that's yeah, like your uh, calling Mike card. Be gone, Big Mike. That's your calling yeah, card. Yeah, we're gonna lose everybody. Our D line is gonna be completely gone, basically. Do you win four games next year? I I saw your Honestly, schedule. I'm hovering between like three to four wins. Your and schedule is Q, tough. It's really really tough. It's a tough schedule. It's brutal. And I mean the non conference does us no favors either. Like, Miami, Miami, that is at BYU, yeah. right? Then yeah. you play Toledo, which is always pretty, pretty good. And Toledo's solid, yeah. Like, there's yeah. no real gimmies in that schedule. And you're looking at next year where we don't know who the quarterback's going to be. I don't know what this defense is going to be. Who came up with that but schedule I, I for you guys? Hmm? Who came up with that schedule? Host Miami. Go to go to freaking Utah. I'm for that one. Jeez. That's probably Hollis. <laughs> <laughs> Go to Utah, and then you're you're going to play one yeah. of the better MAC teams year in yeah. and year out. Like there yeah, are no gimmies next year except us. Rutgers. We must have made that when we were on our like peak, and we're feeling really good about ourselves because that's, that's a brutal schedule. Oh man, that's tough. Yeah. Can you that's go? tough. All right, we'll <laughs> we'll move on from football for now. 
Yeah, um, let's talk about basketball. Let's talk about um. Negative for the basketball. So Hauser. Yeah, we'll go negative first. We'll go negative first. So Hauser's out, um, ineligible until next year. Um, Well, what what is your reaction to that? Because I have mine. Honestly, I was going. I'm sure you saw on Twitter and probably wanted to mute me. It was like saying free Joey Hauser constantly. I don't want to mute anybody. I I don't mute anybody. (laughs) It's Twitter. That's what what it's for. It's for tweeting. You know. Yeah. I, I do meet people, but still. <laughs> uh, I I mean, it wasn't super surprising. I think at first, Izzo even said like it was kind of a long shot. But when you draw something out so long, like we waited forever. I mean, we played five games, four games, you know, and we still hadn't heard anything. So it kind of felt like the longer you're dragging it out, like there's a better chance that you're going to, you know, approve it. But to, you know, let the kid down after all that, Right, like the NCAA but denied him twice, denied him twice, yeah. and then said, hey, "Okay, let's talk," so I could deny you to your face. <laughs> like, yeah. like, what's the deal? Yeah. So, and I mean, Micah Potter, right? His name is Micah Potter from Wisconsin. Yeah. Like he got denied as well. But he'll be back December twenty first. Oh, okay. Yeah, I know that yeah. Wisconsin fans are kind of salty about that one. Right, because he didn't play at all last year. Um, uh-huh. But he left the team, I think, mid-year or, like, left the okay. school mid-year. So he just has to sit out half the year. Yeah, it was really weird. And I, Yeah, and I know there were some rumors from Michigan State people that they thought, like, maybe Hauser would be eligible for the second half of the season, but obviously that didn't pan out. Like, I thought that. I thought he would have been yeah. eligible for the second half. Um, but on my last pod, I pretty much said mm-hmm. – you know, Hauser could have gamed the system by de- declaring for yeah. the NBA draft and not transferring. Um, mm-hmm. And then after that, you know, say that he tried to go back to Marquette, but they didn't have a scholarship for him, and then go to Michigan State. Right. You know what I mean? Yeah, I, yeah, that tried to cheat the system a little bit. You I mean you you almost you almost have to because if you uh-huh. if you go if you abide by the system, then yeah. You know, then the NCAA is going to pigeonhole you and say, okay, you've done these things, so therefore this is what's <laughs> going to happen to you. But if you try to game the system, I mean, you're right. you're either, you know, worst case scenario, you're just going to get what you were going to get in either way, you know? Uh-huh. Um, exactly. I mean, they try to do it the honest way and look where it got you, I guess. Right. Yeah. Right. But the NCAA, feel, it feels so, um, there's not a lot of transparency with this whole process, it feels like. I'm with you. you know, yeah, it must have a lot to do with the former school and if they support the decision to transfer or not. I feel like that kind of has a huge part in it. Right. But and I'm I don't sure understand. Marquette wasn't happy about it. Yeah, but like Fields, like Fields uh-huh. getting yeah. right away, and then Martell, like what is their reasoning? I know Fields had right. the whole incident during a game. That I know uh-huh. that, uh, you know, but, like, what is Martell's reasoning? Right. You know what I mean? And you can't help but feel like it's kind of, like, it favors big money schools, you know, sometimes. Like, with Ohio State, obviously. You're like, yeah, of course he'll be eligible because he plays at Ohio State. Right. Which is stupid. Which is dumb. It is. It's really dumb. But the, it's the NCAA. That's just what I've come to know of them. It kills me. 
It kills me. They I kill just me. Don't, they kill me. Like, they don't, like, it should not be this gray area. No. And if there is a gray no. area, you need to detail and publicly explain why exactly. you came to this decision. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. If it's black and Absolutely. white, I get it. Black and white, I get it. Okay? A kid yeah, is transferring. Yeah, the gray area just makes it even worse. It's exactly. more confusing. Yeah, there's just no transparency. There's no set black or white. You know, it's just this weird middle area. Yeah. So. And it's not fair to the players either. I'm with or you. Or the teams. I'm with you. And they, I mean, like that. The NCAA and the MHSAA are like these little twin brothers who are just trying to ruin everyone's life. <laughs> like what happened with Kithier at yeah. freaking Clarkston. Terrible. Unreal. Like, dude. Like his family just... moves, and yet they still. Like, how do you determine if it's an academic reason or not? Like, who are you to be judge, jury, executioner there? I don't know. It's yeah. such a weird and I heard it was because the Dakota coach like went off yeah. and wrote like notes about it, and it. he didn't. Oh, right, you lose your six nine division one forward. I mean, but yeah. imagine being so salty about a kid leaving your team. I guess. Right, like, and at the same time, he's a high school kid. Come on, and, get over it. And at the same time, he's benefited from transfers coming in. But when it happens to yeah. him, isn't that ironic though? Exactly. Yeah. Crazy how that works, huh? Very much so. All right. Maui Invitational. Maui Invitational. All right, Maui. Um, first games are on Monday, right? Absolutely. We do Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday. Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday? Okay. Yep. Um, so MSU plays Virginia Tech first. That's a really mm-hmm. young team, new coaching yeah. staff. Um, their best player has a really interesting story. Um, mm-hmm. Landers Nolly. So he yeah. ended up. He's from. He's from Georgia. He committed okay. to Georgia, and flipped at the last second to Virginia Tech. Ooh. So who's on the other side of this win or lose? Yeah, it's Georgia and Dayton, right? Georgia and Dayton. So yeah. I, th- I think I That'll think he's gonna be a bit antsy, and I think that's gonna help you guys win that game. And stop that dude. Um, uh, he's really talented, though. I've like looked at his stats. I haven't really actually watched him play yet this year, but he's, he's definitely really a guy that stands good. out. Yeah, he's, he's averaging really like good. 22 a game or something. Yeah, red shirt he's freshman. He's really good, and he's six eight or six seven. He's a big guy. Yeah, too. six seven. He's like kind of a matchup nightmare. Yeah. Yeah, so that's gonna be. But like they are Malik. a young team, but they can shoot. They can. They can. Um, what? I think what gets Michigan State in trouble sometimes are those mm-hmm. high-scoring guards. Um, and no they, kidding. And Tech You're doesn't have me. that. <laughs> 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 yeah. High-scoring guards kind of go nuts Maxie, against Michigan State. I'm having nightmares right now. Thanks a lot. <laughs> and then Miles Powell saga. Miles Powell acts like his leg came off and then comes in. And goes I off. swear, what's he asking? Like, can we get a 30 for 30 on that? Like, I need to know. He doesn't warm up. You know, like, I'm like, oh, maybe he won't play. He apparently, like, they called it a severe ankle injury. The guy looks very healthy to me. Quite healthy, in fact. 
I was like, there's no way Seton Hall is going to win this there's game. There's no way. He had like a shatter. They acted like he shattered his ankle. I'm like, the basketball gods will not let them win. No way. Doing this circus oh, man. act. He, he, was, he was on his best, like Carson Edwards stuff, though. He was shooting <laughs> everywhere. Carson Edwards. Oh, yeah, man. Yeah, he was all, he, and he, the trigger I mean, he's king. a bigger Carson Edwards, but the trigger he, king. he was shooting. I'm sorry, I'm sorry. <laughs> You'll go from, oh my gosh, Carson Edwards, that dude, I mean, yeah, I mean, Miles Powell, that dude, he's an undersized shooting guard, just, he was born yeah, to put up shots. Jacket shots. Yeah, he born was born to, to shoot buckets, make buckets, yeah, he's, <laughs> I'm glad he's in the NBA now. <laughs> <laughs> I'm with you. So, this dude, oh, Landers, no. so... No, he's really efficient, though. You know, he's like 50% he from is. the floor, 46% from three, while going 0 for 5 from three versus Coppin State. And he's still at of a 46% clip. <laughs> of course, he goes off against us. It's just yeah. Cool. And half of his yeah. shots come from three. So he's really balanced. Um, you can't mm-hmm. really guard him one or the other way. He's super balanced. Right. Um, but I think he's going to be antsy. Cause and I think the Georgia fans are going to be on him, and I think uh-huh. he's going to be antsy to play Georgia, and right. I just don't think he's. You think it'll be get in ready. his head a little bit? It's going to be in his head. I think so. Yeah, I, I mean he's so. a young player too. He's yeah. pretty young. Yeah, yeah. he's a redshirt freshman. Um, mm-hmm. I think you guys win that game pretty easily. Actually, uh, I just think uh, Tech is way too young. New staff. I know they went to Clemson and won. But um, uh-huh. they haven't really been tested this year, especially especially yeah. not against a good team like Michigan State. You know what I mean? Oh, yeah, gas us up a little bit. Yeah. <laughs> Tell me how good we are. <laughs> you're, I mean, you are a really, you're a really good team, I think. I know. Um, and Tell I think, me more. I think Hauser, I think yeah. Hauser not being eligible, I think that is going to allow Kithier and Hall to play Absolutely. more. Yeah. Give all those guys more time. Yeah, and they're not going to be have that anxiety like I have to do like, well now. Yeah, this big so ass dude who can shoot is exactly. on the bench for me. Yeah. Exactly, exactly. So that's I mean, going to be. Hauser was just it was like a riches, you know, like an embarrassment of riches. Would have loved to have him, but I mean, having him next year and having him learn the system, you know, it's not too bad. Hey, I can't wait to see what Tom Izzo does does with next year's roster. That's gonna be really, really interesting. interesting. That's gonna be really interesting what he does with that roster. Because I don't know is... how to deal with no Cassius Winston though. I'm not ready for that kind of reality. <laughs> I'm ready for no Cassius. Hey, I don't wanna. I don't wanna think about that. It's coming. It's coming. No, it's not. <laughs> we have a very long season ahead. <laughs> no. Oh, <laughs> it, it is. He's so good. It's, I love Cassius. It's so I would rare. actually die for him. If he ever needed it, I would die for him. You're the second play person I've heard say that in the last, like, two like, days. I would actually take – I mean, I would do it. I would jump <laughs> in front of anything. I would do anything for him. It's so rare that, you know, all-American type of players go four years, you know. And uh-huh. I think that's why, you know, so many fans are so connected to him is because he Absolutely. went a full four years. And, um, and he's just such a good kid. I yeah. mean – you know, he was front and center with the whole Nasser situation. He went to the trials, and, you know, he said a lot more, like, 
encouraging stuff than our own leaders did. So I was like, that kid's going places, obviously. I didn't know that. just incredible. I didn't know that. Yes, yes, he did attend the trial and listen to the women talk. And, like, even our own president didn't show up. So, I mean, like, we love Cassius for that. That's what's up. I did not yeah. know that. That's He's really a real cool. one. That's really, that's so, so cool. Um, he is, yeah. He's special. Special person. So then you have, so you have MSU Virginia Tech, right? Then mm-hmm. they play the, they play the, probably the winner of Georgia Dayton. Um, yeah. Probably going to be Georgia. If you don't know who's coaching Georgia, it's your Tom boy. Green. It's your boy, Tom. I love me some Tom Green. <laughs> he makes the funniest face. He just has the best facial expressions in college basketball. I love him so much. <laughs> he makes God bless Tom faces. Green. He's fabulous. <laughs> He's so funny. <laughs> he is. Oh, man. Um, and then I think Dayton's always really solid, too. Dayton's okay. Well, that would be a good Dayton's game to watch, I think. Yeah, yeah. Um, you don't think so highly of Dayton? You're like, yeah. I mean... I think Georgia wins. I think their talent yeah. is just going to be too overwhelming. Too much. Okay. Um, they have a dude named Anthony Edwards, uh, who's probably going to be a lottery pick, top mm-hmm. five guy. He's like 6'5", 220, um, scorer. He's averaging like, like, like 19, 20 a game right now. Um, really good player. I just think it's going to be way too much for uh, Dayton, way too much. Yeah. Too much. All right. I mean, I'll, we'll see. It's going to be interesting. Uh, then the other side. I oh, mean, yeah. I mean. Kansas. Stop, stop. Kansas. Kansas. I mean, Kansas did lose to did lose to Duke, but they struggled yeah. a little bit against UNC Greensboro and East Tennessee State. Um, but they'll be open. But they'll be okay. They'll BYU. Be, yeah, they'll be all right. And then BYU, UCLA. I mean, BYU was like. It was like three and two. They they're coming off of a loss. Uh, UCLA just lost to Hofstra. Um, uh-huh. Some decent names in this tourney, yeah. but Michigan State. It should be Michigan State versus Kansas. I think Kansas has. That's, a, that's the a one I think we're all kind of circling there. I mean, I really don't want to see Azubuki again. So. If I can avoid that big ass dude, I would be alright with that. I just remember seeing Nick Ward getting cooked, so I'm good on that. A lot of dudes cook Nick Ward, though. A lot of dudes cook uh, Nick yeah. Ward. Yeah. <laughs> a lot that's, of dudes cook that's Nick fair. Ward. <laughs> no that's disrespect fair. to Nick. Could, if no only disrespect. we could morph Nick Ward's offensive game with X defensive game, we would have the perfect center. <laughs> For sure. Because X just struggles to dunk the ball. That's all I want him to do. Just dunk. Just That's all I need. <laughs> he tries to get too fancy sometimes. <laughs> hey, you. Go dunk it. Yeah, just dunk the ball. He's just dunk. a massive human being. Just dunk. So easy. That's all. Just go dunk it. I make it sound so simple, right? <laughs> <laughs> just just go dunk it. No problem. Easy peasy. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh, Super man. Easy. But Azubuki scares me. Kansas has a lot of size. Azubik, yeah, and and if you really look at Michigan State, they really don't have a lot of size. Um, really? Because Tillman's what six eight? Yeah. Kithier's yeah, six, six eight. eight. Malik yeah, Hall's six yeah. seven, six eight. Oh, I love Malik Hall though. I mean, yeah, really good player, but I mean, size wise. Yeah, yeah, size wise. I, I mean, mean, Gabe Brown's got 
Gabe Brown has a massive wingspan though for his height. He's six seven, but he's thing. like he's like one ninety. You know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> well, him and Bingham are his little little things. Yeah, Bingham. Skinny boys. Bingham's like one one twelve. He should be a big day. Victoria's On Secret a, model. That's soaking wet. Jesus, he's so skinny. <laughs> he needs to just eat peanut butter and jelly sandwiches constantly. That's middle of the night, middle of the night, just all the carbs. Yeah, middle of the night, waking up, just having peanut butter all day. Just that's all, all the carbs. That's all he needs to do. <laughs> all the carbs. No, but Alzabiki's gonna be—he's uh, gonna be a handful. Um, oh, for sure. It's gonna be interesting to see what happens. Tillman, for some reason, I didn't expect him to struggle against so much length, um, but he struggled yeah, a little he bit. He looked terrible. That was the worst game I think I've seen for Max, really. Yeah, I mean, he, he didn't struggled. play well against Texas Tech last year, but that was oof, that was not good. Right. Yeah. So, um, and Kansas, Kansas has a lot of length, so so that's gonna yeah, be interesting. Yeah, they are very. I think Cassius But so was Seton Hall. Seton Hall was massive, too. Two yeah. seven-foot-two guys. Like, what? Yeah, they were huge. Where did you find these guys? <laughs> <laughs> but I do think that Cassius needs to have a really good tournament. Because uh-huh. um, he's I been agree. he's been solid. But against Seton yeah. Hall and against, um, and against Kentucky, I mean, he had, like, what, like 20, 21 points, but he wasn't really efficient. Right, exactly. Not a lot of assists. Yeah. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Guys weren't hitting shots, which is a part of it. Yeah, that's been a problem for us. <coughs> yeah, this year we've really struggled. Struggled from three to big time. Shots. Yeah. Yeah, I have to. I have to. Uh, I have to check where you guys are nationally right now because I don't. I think you guys are like like thirty percent from three or something crazy like that. That sounds about right. Yeah, um, thirty thirty five wouldn't surprise me somewhere. Yeah, twenty nine point five. That ranks two hundred seventy fourth. Oh, that's even worse. Oh yeah, that ranks two seventy four. Um, Yuck. And that was. You know, I mean, I think some of that is rocket watch missing like a million. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but you know what? Like, Not to call yeah. them out or anything, but he's missed quite a few three. Cash is Cash is is gonna need guys to make yeah. shots because that Absolutely. just makes that's. That just stretches the floor a lot more. So when Cash is mm-hmm. is doing his thing and getting to the getting to the paint, teams can't just crash on him. They have to think twice, saying, "Okay, I have to stay with my guy." You know what I mean? Um, but guys got to start hitting shots for sure for him. Yeah, I think we'll be all right. Though I'm not like overly concerned just yet, but it's definitely not a trend that I'm liking to see. But I'm with hopefully you. they can turn around. They're, the talent's there. Oh, most definitely. Most definitely. But, like, you know, like, last year you had Goins and McQuaid. Yeah. Like, they hit threes, but at the same time, they didn't need a lot of touches in between. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Like, yeah. if they would get 12 touches a game, they were probably shooting seven or eight of those touches. You know? Right. Um, so a lot of guys can't play like that. A lot of guys need – constant touches to stay warm and feel the basketball throughout the game in order to shoot at a high clip. So um, I'm wondering if, you know, guys will start to um, adjust and be able to shoot well without always having to touch the rock, you know? Yeah, that's a good point. It should be interesting. Um, I'm just so used to Goins and McQuaid just knocking them down when we needed them. They always seem to come up big. 
Right, because because Cassius is he's not the fastest, but he gets yeah. wherever he wants to go because he changes speed so well, and then uh-huh. the defense just collapses, and then Cassius like he has a nice little hook pass, and he finds the he's right guy. He's got a lot of moves. He's like playing chess out there. He just kind of has counters and moves, and, and goes his own speed. He's a very smart basketball player. One hundred percent. Um. But Tara Stafford is with us. Thank you, Tara, for joining in. I really appreciate it. Thank you for coming on. Um, Of course. You can find Tara. You can find her pod on, it's called Zero Dark Sparty, right? Yep. Zero Dark Sparty. You can see it on Spotify, Spotify, Apple. You can get on everything. I listen to bits and pieces here and there because I'm always on the road. Um, But Tara. Appreciate it. Thank you so much for coming on. Thank you. All right. We'll talk. All right. See you later. See you. Tara Stafford. Awesome. Awesome interview. So glad that she could come on. Thank you again. Um, yeah. Big week coming up. Uh, Maui Invitational with Michigan State. We got Battle for Atlantis with the University of Michigan. Both are, you know, both both pools are going to be pretty heavy. I'm going to go over the Battle for Atlantis here on the next pod, so be sure to, to look out for that. As you guys know, SeatGeek app, you download it, use my code, your first purchase on that app, using AntWrite, you get $20 off of your first purchase. The SeatGeek app, you download it, first purchase. The first purchase, put in my promo code, AntWright, A-N-T-W-R-I-G-H-T. You get $20 off of any event you want to go to, any game or concert. Thank you all once again for for, uh, listening in. I'll holler at y'all, and I will talk to you soon.